Hey guys, welcome to the All Jacked Up podcast. I'm your host, Dana Jenkins, and I am all jacked up in all kinds of good ways. Everything we talk about on this podcast is going to come from a place of us being all jacked up about Jesus. But more importantly, everyone on this podcast, whether it's me, your host, or someone we're interviewing, we're all jacked up and need Jesus. So if you're all jacked up, you're in the right place. What's up? What's up? Oh, that was that was a little bit rough, right? Ooh. You got to work on that. Um, still, I know this is crazy. I am not taking singing lessons. Uh, for those of you out there wondering, man, where did she get that amazing voice? Oh, natural, baby. Yeah. So, um, I know, shocking, right? But. Guys, what in the heck is up? I hope everybody is doing awesome, wonderful. Hope your week has started off well. Man, mine has been a doozy. You ever have one of those weeks where it's just like, whoa. Like, it's, it's, okay, so the, I'm recording this today, and today is a Tuesday. Um, and this is when you know you're having a crazy week, when Tuesday hits and there's, you can't wrap your head around, there's no way this is only Tuesday. It feels like it was maybe Monday and Tuesday were two weeks ago, all wrapped up in one. But yeah, uh, just been a doozy. Just been a doozy of a week. But uh, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And, it's, and if it ain't good, then God ain't done. What? Right? That's right. Um, so I wanted to share with you guys today... A book I just got done reading. I know you guys are like, oh my gosh, that's all you do. No, I, well, I do read a lot. Yes, I do. I'm actually really intentional about setting aside a little little time every day just to do some extracurricular reading. I love reading books that are going to help me grow spiritually. Um, I do not like reading fiction. I feel like I live, like my brain is fiction. All that, like I don't, my imagination is wonderful. It's great. I don't need a fiction book to kind of get away. Um, so when I pick up a book and read it, I want it to be something that's going to help me in my spiritual walk. So the book I recently finished is called Thriving in Babylon. The author is Larry Osborne, and man, it's, it's a good book. It was actually recommended by Sarah Roberts. Sarah, I don't know if you're listening to the podcast, but if you are, one, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And two, thank you for the recommendation. Thriving in Babylon is it's a really good book. It's an easy read, a um, lot of good stuff in there. I'm a underliner and kind of right in the margin of the book kind of person. I don't use Kindle. I'm old school. I'm about as old school as I like to hold a paperback book, um, but I like to write all in it. And so this book has uh, been marked up pretty good, and that's a, that's that's a good sign. Um, but yeah, it was a good good book, and it really you know me talking about having a doozy of a week, reading this book and finishing the book this week. It has really played well into how this week is shaping up and everything that's going on. So you know, a lot of times like. I thought I was just reading a book because, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to get a little spiritual insight here. and But you know how God is. He's like, nah, girl, nah. Like, I need you to hear and see this message. So, as usual, 
God's timing is right on time. So the situation I'm dealing with, this is, which is making the week just seem a little bit longer than normal, it's still unfolding, so I can't share all the details, but I can share what God is teaching me through this situation. And so we're going to start off this episode with our question first, this to kind of shape what we're going to talk about this week. So uh, the, the episode this week, this is our question. This is the, hey, let's get your thinking caps on. What happens when the bad guys win? Mm, right? Like, what happens when we are following God and there's no doubt in our mind that choice A is the correct direction that we should go, but there is someone or some bodies that choose choice B? And to your astonishment, it works out perfectly for them. Like, yeah, like, how do you handle that? How do we handle that as Christians? And really, if I'm being honest, holy cow, for me, it is one of the toughest things I deal with. I mean, it is, oh, I, I, I struggle, struggle with that. Now, hold on, let's go back. Just, just to be clear, I want you guys to know I am not talking about choosing between donuts and ice cream. Right? I mean, they're both counterproductive to choosing healthy, but you pretty much already knew that. So I am talking about choosing to do something the right way, God's way, and choosing to do something your way. There's a big difference in the two, right? Now, sometimes those two things can coexist, but when they don't, we all have a decision to make. Will you choose to honor and obey God even if it does not immediately benefit you? Or will you choose to honor and obey yourself, putting your needs and desires above all else at that moment? Yeah, tough, right? Like tough. And I know just us talking about just a general um, general situations, it, it comes across as like, well, oh, yeah, like I'm a Christian, I'm following Jesus, why wouldn't I want to do the right thing? Man, sometimes it's not... Sometimes it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder to kind of get at the at the at the I guess the 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 heart of the matter. Um, get it it the the decision that you need to make in order to do that. Um, but it's tough stuff. And, and just to make it a little bit more crazy, here's the thing: What about when people or or, or somebody that is choosing to honor themselves above honoring God when they're Christians, and you're looking at that person, you're like, wait, 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 like. You know Jesus. You say that you follow Jesus, but you're going to choose to honor yourself and and choose to to make this choice that is going to be an immediate gratification for you versus following God's will and and being a part of God's plan. Yeah. So, really really tough stuff. So, here is part and I'm I'm put like just part because God is teaching me so much right now, but here is part of what God is really kind of showing me through um, what we've already talked about. So in the book of Daniel, in the Bible, um, in the book of Daniel, we read about this guy named Daniel and his friends being taken captive by King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, God had been telling the people of Jerusalem, where Daniel lived, he had been telling the people of Jerusalem to turn from their wicked ways and, you know, like, hey, don't don't honor and obey other gods like I am the one true God. And so God had been telling them, like, hey, y- y'all got to get it right. 
But the people of Jerusalem, they refused to listen, and we see that this is why God gave them over to the Babylonians. Now, the Babylonians were as far from God as you could possibly get. They worshipped man, they, they worshiped a little bit of everything. I mean, well, okay, everything but the one true God. Um, and so when King Nebuchadnezzar, who is over the Babylonians, he came to Jerusalem. He actually, he took people as captives. He took over the city. He ransacked the temple. Um, and this, this was big. Like, this was a big takeover. Um, now, to everyone in Jerusalem, like, they had been thinking, oh, my gosh, King Nebuchadnezzar, this guy, he is pure evil. Like, how is it that he is able to do this and come in and, and take our people and ransack our temple? Like, we're, we're God's people. Like, we're living in Jerusalem. Like, we're God's people. And King Nebuchadnezzar, like, he's a bad dude. Like, how does he get to do all of this and get away with it? Um, how does he get to do all of this and there's no repercussions? Now, what Daniel and his friends had to go through after they were taken captive, holy cow. Like, that, it was tough. It was tough, to, to say the least. Like, you guys, Daniel is a great book. Um, just lots and lots and lots of lessons there. But some of the stuff, it, it's, it's, it was never said, but this is what is believed by biblical scholars. It is believed that Daniel and his friends were castrated. They, now, we do know this part is true. They were renamed to honor demons. Uh, they, we know that they were made to study astrology and sorcery, uh, which went, you know, against their beliefs and any identity that they had to their God, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar did everything he could to kind of take their identity in God to take that away. That was part of why they were renamed. So they had, he was trying to, to get them to find their identity in something other, other than God. Now, at this point, really, if I am Daniel, I'm thinking, holy cow, like, this is going to be the rest of my life. Like, this is, this is terrible. Uh, the Babylonians were, were powerful people. Um, King Nebuchadnezzar, I mean, he was, he was the ruler. Like, he was the guy, right? He was, he was getting it done. And so Daniel and his, his buddies are thinking, this is it. Like, this, this is how we're going to spend the rest of our days. Um, there was there was no thought in their mind to okay all right this is only going to be a season right this is only going to be for a short time um, so they're they're kind of getting their heads wrapped around this is what our lives are going to look like until we die now as I read the story the one thing that stood out to me more than anything else was that Daniel had this this ability and knowledge to still obey his his leadership. Now remember his leadership at the time it was it's the Babylonians. Like they it was a very like um uh, Babylon was a very very dark place. Uh, a lot of of satanic stuff just worshiping demons, but it's a very dark place, but we see that that Daniel had this ability to still kind of go, okay, like this isn't who I would pick to lead me, but this is who is leading me at this point. Now, hold up. Hold up. Before you get all like crazy and start correcting me and say, whoa, wait, wait, like Daniel didn't obey his leadership. He didn't eat the king's food and he refused to bow down and worship anything but God. Now, hang on to that. You're right. You're right. He did. He did draw a hard line in the sand on those things, but he still allowed literally everything else to happen. Like, he didn't fight his leadership on every single thing. Like, we hear all the time, like, hey, I'm not going to die on that hill. 
right? Like if you're if you're going to pick a hill to die on, like it needs to be one that's that is big enough and and worthy enough to die on, and not all of the other little things along the way. But you know, Daniel was he was humble and respectful to his captors, and 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 really. The idea of that, uh, of him being that, that humble guy and, and respectful to people that just weren't, weren't leading well. Like this whole thing, like I think God is just bending my ear to that because Daniel wasn't respectful to Nebuchadnezzar because he deserved it. He was respectful because God commanded it. And dude, I mean, that for, whew, that, that preaches, doesn't it? Like that preaches. Like to me, Holy cow, like that is just like, oh man, like how many times have I felt righteous in, in, in what I'm doing and what I'm saying because I'm thinking that's a bad leader. I don't need to listen to them. That's just a bad leader. I'm not doing what they say. I'm not, I'm not doing it that way because that's a bad leader, you know? And I think, oh yeah, again, like I'm the person that's going to die on every single hill. And so just reading through the book of Daniel, I see like, yeah, he, he drew a hard line in the sand on, on a couple of things and was not willing to budge. But but overall, like, he didn't draw, you know, like, he didn't die on the hill of, hey, you're not renaming me. I'm not going to answer to this this new name you're giving me. Or, hey, um, I, he went and was, it says that, that he was the top of his class. So not only did he take the classes that he didn't want to take or he didn't agree with, but he worked to be the best at it. So, again, that's where that humble humbleness and respectfulness comes in. Now, at the end of the day, Daniel's respect, and, and this is where, man, I, I I fall short on this, but at the end of the day, Daniel's respect was tied to a, a firm belief that God was in control of those in control. And again, that'll preach, right? So yes, sometimes the bad guys are going to win, and sometimes a wrong still turns out okay, but if we as Christians are truly trying to honor God, then we will respect all those in positions over us, even when it doesn't make sense. Now, again, let's let's put a couple of caveats on there. Like if you are in danger, yes, like don't be silly. Like don't don't put yourself in danger or if there's any type of abuse, you know, from somebody in a in a leadership or authoritative position, um, all of that stuff is wrong. I, that is not what I'm talking about here, okay? Um, just want to make sure that that we're all on the same page that I'm not saying Hey, if you have an abusive leader, well, you know what? Daniel was humble and respectful, so as Christians, we got to be humble and respectful. No, no, no. I think the big thing is Daniel knew where to draw that hard line in the sand. And I think for me, I get caught up in drawing a million lines in the sand. Like, it's not just one line I want to draw in the sand. I want to draw all of them, you know? And so I find myself, you know, getting in this position of, well, you know, like I, I have to take everything on myself because I'm thinking this leader isn't doing their job well. And so I've got to fix that. And then I got to do this over here. And I don't have that perspective of, hey, you know what? Like at the end of the day, man, like I know who's in control of who's in control. And yeah. And like, honestly, when I find myself in those positions of being under leadership that I don't agree with or being under leadership that I'm thinking, man, this just doesn't, this, this doesn't, this doesn't sound right. doesn't feel right. Um, and it's just, can we just call it what it is? Like that sucks. Like that is just, it really, really stinks. Um, and I'm terrible. I'm terrible at 
being a good um, employee or maybe a, a good follower when I don't trust the leadership. And again, I want to draw the million lines. I want to die on a million hills. Um, so God has really kind of been speaking to me through all of that. And, you know, I, I just think, you know, again, if I'm, if I'm being transparent for me, I have always struggled with authority. Um, if you are listening to this podcast and you've ever had any type of authority over me, you're probably just fell out of your chair. Cause you're like, yeah, yeah. Like she nailed it on that one, but I, I've always struggled with authority. Um, and that's probably a whole nother episode that we can, we can get in, but my thing is when authority is done wrong, oh man, it, it just like, it just wrecks me. Like I have this, this, I don't know, this sense like I need to fix it and I need to right all the wrongs and I need to make everything, um, I don't know, good. Like I, I yeah, it, it's, it's not, not a good trait, but, um, seriously, what God is teaching me right now, I do have some verses for us to kind of work through. So I've got two verses for you guys. The first one is First uh, Peter chapter two, verse thirteen. It says, "Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men." Yeah, like we'll come back to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, the other one is in Romans chapter thirteen, verse one, and that one reads, "Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority." except that which God has established. Oh, holy cow. Like both of these are incredibly hard to take at face value. But I think God is asking us, do you think I'm surprised by anyone in in a leadership role doing it wrong? Like, do you think I, I look at that leader and go, oh my gosh, I am, I am blown away that they're doing this wrong. Like God's not surprised by that. Or, you know, how about God making it okay for us to obey authority only if we feel like it? Yeah, like that would be a nightmare, right? Like that that would just be terrible. So to me, these verses are reassuring in the way that God is in control of those in control. Now, we may look at the situation and think, you know, we see proof otherwise, but in the end, it always goes back to that same question. Do you trust me? And for me, my problem is I do trust God with my head, meaning intellectually, but I want to trust God so much that I feel it in my heart. And I mean, really much to my dismay, God is always reminding me that I cannot filter the truth through my emotions. I, I can't. Like, I just, I can't. My emotions have the ability to take the truth and make it null and void, depending on the day, right? So, back to our boy Daniel. Yeah. What can his story teach us? Here's, here's the first thing I kind of take from that. Do you know where to draw the hard lines in the stand? In the stand. Uh, do you know where to draw the hard lines in the sand? Not in the stand. Don't draw lines in the stand. Uh, But are there certain things that you just know that you know that you know that you are not going to compromise on and and God doesn't want you to compromise on? Um, Yeah, for me, I've got to do a better job of not drawing a million lines in the sand, but going, hey, these are the hard lines that I'm I'm just not going to compromise on. Um, But yeah, that's tough. And, And then how about this? Can you obey authority even when it isn't done right, or it doesn't make sense. 
<laughs> yeah, for me, hey, no shame in my game. Like, I am still working on that. It is, it, it's a tough one. Like, I really struggle with that. But I do know that it's not my job to understand why God does things the way that he does them. And again, it always comes back to that question, do you trust me? Like, what a powerful question. Do you trust me? Like, are you surprised that, that you know, like, I'm allowing people to be in leadership positions that not all of them are going to do it well? I shouldn't be surprised because we live in a fallen, broken world. But there's always part of me that's, that's you know, when there's a leadership, um, a, a person in a leadership position and they're doing it wrong, you know, there's a part of me that kind of, I want to cry out to God and go, God, fix it. Like, don't let them do this. Don't let them get away with this. Um, but again, it always goes back to that question. Do you trust me? So yeah, that's kind of what I'm dealing with this week. Yeah. I told you it was a doozy. Yeah. Big time doozy. But, um, man, read through the book of Daniel and, and for me, I'm getting a ton from it. And if you guys pick up that book, Thriving in Babylon, it is a, such an easy read, but a really good read. Um, and just really good things that Daniel did really well. Um, and so I, I enjoyed reading it. So I hope that this helps somebody this week. And, uh, man, if you're anything like me, hopefully, you know, you won't always live out that song that says, I fought the law and the law won. <laughs> so hopefully you guys won't always, uh, uh, be living that song, but take it from somebody that has, uh, fought too many laws and always seems to come up short Man, like, figure out how to do this whole um, being led by people that either don't know Jesus or know Jesus and they're not leading well. Figure out how to be led by them. Figure out how to do that well on your end because there there is a way that we can do that. So, um, man, I pray all of you guys have a great week. And, of course, as always, here is to spending the rest of the week all jacked up <laughs>